What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast. And I am, as always, Mr. DLQ Donnez. And today's episode, me, Trico, and Eric really just sat down to discuss the G1 Bound for Glory, which is all over the place. The We didn't get to the crown jewel because of timing when we shot this, but we did talk on a lot of entries, Halloween Havoc, and as I mentioned, Bound for Glory, and a whole lot more, including G4. So stay tuned, and we'll see you guys in three. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast, episode number 46. For those that don't know or may have been living under a rock, I am Mr. D.L. Donez with my co-host with Sedmos, Mr. Trico Fullerton. What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? We are one week away from our Halloween season. Oh, boy. We're that part of the year already? Yep. Oh, boy. Where did 2021 go? And can I get at least out my house without having to look like an MK ninja? Well, you'll be perfect. That's not the point. <laughs> but going into like some of this discussion, we are actually joined by a good friend of ours. And you guys have heard him a lot throughout this year. But what's up, Eric? Hey, man. How's it going? Um, yeah, looking like we're already, I mean, personally, we're already in Halloween season. I mean, I've already shown up over in Home Depot and Lowe's, and they already got Christmas stuff out. So I guess we're already going into Christmas. It's not even November. Bruh, that's doesn't surprise me, but that is scary that we think like that. Right? Oh, literally, when I walked into Lowe's, I literally looked at, a, looked at an employee and said, all right, so where's my little end cap? What do you mean? Well, I'm Jewish, so where's the little end cap for the Hanukkah stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well... <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, so we've got a couple of major pay-per-views, so you guys already know where that's going to end up. One major pay-per-view, and I guess a major special coming up next week with one, two, three, four, a lot of title matches and a lot of implications on the future. And Eric's here because, of course, Bound for Glory, and then we are talking the G1 Climax final. So, yeah, let's uh, get to these mainstream, right? Yep. All right, so the G1 ended this week after a freak injury. And what I mean by that, Kota Ibushi versus Okada made it. Ibushi won the A block. Okada won the B block. 7-2 and two versus 8-1. and one. Ended in 15 minutes after Kota Ibushi suffered a freak injury to his shoulder from, I guess, a counter. Because for 10, 15 minutes... They were doing nothing but chain wrestling. And then, yeah, Bushi just landed wrong. I thought he landed on his knee, but he landed on his knee from one angle, but then turned and ended up landing on his shoulder while he was landing. And in the fetal and knowing Abushi, Kota Bushi with his neck, you didn't know until like he got up 
what he landed on. Was it his neck? Was it his knee? Was it his shoulder? So prayers out to him. But man, Kazushko Okada, congratulations. And uh, yeah, we're bound for an LIJ versus Chaos match at Wrestle Kingdom for the title. What do y'all think? Um, I personally think, uh, well, first off, I hope that the injury isn't too serious for Kota Ibushi because I know he just got off of an injury. So hopefully it's something that'll be a speedy recovery. And as far as the title match goes, I mean, really, anybody, anybody, Okada, I, I'm not going to be one of those guys that just kisses Okada's butt. <clears throat> but really, any ma- anyone that he gets in the ring with, he makes it a good match. He's kind of like he's kind of has that aspect, of like how I'm, how Omega has it. Oh, yeah. um, you know, minus you know, minus the one botched power bomb that he tried to do just a week ago. But we don't talk about that. Um, uh, which one, Kenny or Okada? Kenny. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, Kenny that was a real. Have... That was really bad. <laughs> yeah, Kenny but... does have some weird botches in his matches, but that's AEW. Yeah, but... Let's go back to Japan. Yeah, but anyway, um, I'm ex- I honestly think that could be a good world title match. And but but here's my thing. The thing is, is that Will Ospreay is still over in America. Uh, on he's MGP. in the UK right now because he's still doing stuff with Red Pro right now, right? Yep, he's been switching between the UK and the US, and he's been doing a lot of uh, New Japan Strong shows. And you know, he's still identifying himself as the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champ. So I personally see it as that seeing as, you know, Wrestle Kingdom this year is going to be three days long. He's probably going to work himself. He's probably going to work his way into that feud. Well, considering what happened, I thought Okada, I thought Osprey was going to get one night. Shingo and Okada was going to be one night. And then we're going to somehow find our way into Osprey versus Shingo undisputed world title. That's what, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking is that it's gonna end up being like kind of similar to last year. Which kind of is dumb the way you put it, because the only way Abushi how did Bushi get from losing the right to challenge back into contention? Last I year. honestly I, I don't even remember. I really don't. Cause that was like the weird part for me and Trico. I know we're losing you a little bit because it's new Japan, but how did that happen? I don't even freaking remember, honestly, because from what I re- because from what I recall, um, they were trying to combine the belts, and that was two years ago when they no, combined them. No, that was last year. They were trying to combine the belts, and they oh were, yeah, you're right, because they did the two night last year with uh, yeah, and that, yeah, and it was Jay White, Okada, Naito, and um, Kota and Ibushi. So they did the right the challenge match night one. Jay at the IC, and then they did the title unification last year. Yeah, I completely, I can't even recall like how exactly he got that back. I forget, did he win it back? I don't know. It, it's weird because Jay walked into the Tokyo Dome last year with the IC title. Yeah, that's what I remember. He was the IC champ, and then he lost to Koda. No, and then Koda no pushed, it was no, Naito no, no, he no, lost no. to. He lost to Naito. Yeah, and Kota didn't even make it out of night one because it was Naito yeah, Okada. He to, yeah, he lost to Okada and Naito beat Jay White. Yeah, which is so weird. And we still have yeah, power struggle on the six. I'm trying to and honestly then tag remember, league I can't recall. Yeah, to even set up the rest of the Wrestle Kingdom nights, we still got power struggle, which I guarantee you some of these 
international wrestlers are going to pop up either via promo or in person at Power Struggle because I don't right. see them popping up outside of the Tag League Finals because yeah. I don't even know when the Tag League Finals are. I just know with the way New Japan uh, with Jap- Japanese uh, COVID restrictions are, they would have to be in there to be able to even have 72 hours to do what have you. Yeah. They would have to be in Japan and quarantined, starting quarantine by December 18th to be out of their quarantine by January 1st. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be a little bit fuzzy. Honestly, I have no idea what's happening with World Tag League this year. Like, because I haven't, I haven't heard anything for Junior Tag League announced. I haven't heard anything for World Tag League announced. Um, or even Best of Super Juniors, but, which is going to be going on at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So, Eagles and Suzuki Gun, because both the tag titles are in Suzuki Gun right now. And I'm not even concluding the uh, six, the never open weight six, man, because those belts are just pre-show farther at this point they're pretty the fucking, the fucking ring of honor six-man titles have more recognition than no those. swearing sorry sorry i'm working on it but yeah no i mean seriously though the ring of honor six-man titles have more recognition than the never open weight six-man titles honestly the fact that the nwa women's tag titles are getting more love than the never open weight six-man is insane because they're about to if velvet was cleared right now Allison Kay, Sienna, and uh, Marty Bell would get a matchup against the Beautiful People. Right now, they just have to settle for Beautiful People Light, which, oh yeah, trust me, I know you want to get into that in a second. Yeah. Are going up against the Allure. And I'm going Beautiful People Light 1.0, not Beautiful People Light 5.0. Right? Hi, they... Now so, even an impact, and now even an impact, they're trying to make something similar with with, with freaking uh, Madison Rain and uh, Neil Dashwood. Oh my goodness! Now that will be our first topic outside of our mainstream because we're already bleeding in the bound for glory. So yeah, and um, AEW actually hired Amanda Huber, aka Brody yes. Lee's uh, widow, as yes. part of their community outreach. Yes. Yes, I actually noticed that. Um, I completely 100% agree. Um, also, um, did you also see that they also started the John that the John Hooper Foundation when they were in Rochester? I think we touched. Did we touch on that? No. Oh uh, yeah, but do you have more yeah, details on that? What What's the full foundation over? I know it's uh, some sort of cancer they're raising funds for. Um, well, actually, basically, it's more so for like artists and freelancers that kind of have it that kind of ha- are struggling and having issues with getting started and getting into the industry. Basically, what they'll basically they'll come in and like, you know, actually help out artists getting the equipment they need, getting jobs that they want, you know, doing stuff like that. Just because, you know, they basically based it off the fact that John, uh, you know, it took a while for him to actually make a name for himself. And they know how difficult it is like with you know, doing, being a professional wrestler or being any type of creative. So basically, yeah, that's pretty much what it's actually, um, well, it's based around. I was actually even considering reaching out to them because I was going to design a logo for them. To be honest, like, and I don't want to sound real cynical, but he honestly didn't even break out and make a true name for himself. Yes, I know Luke Harper was a big thing for a while, but we all know the Wyatt family was doing nothing and he just 
And he said it himself. He got put into a box with the tag team with uh, Redbeard. Yeah. And, I mean, he really made a name for himself as Brody Lee. That was really where he finally broke out. Yeah. And, just and like, the thing is, like, yeah, and like I said, that's kind of the meaning behind the foundation is because they know how difficult it is to, like, make a name for yourself, break out, actually make a living off of doing something like this. So, you know, it's finally like they're like, look, we understand. Let's help. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I definitely fullheartedly agree with that. And I also fullheartedly agree. <clears throat> I think it's a great thing that they hired in Amanda. Um, I think that she'll be a good face for the company, um, especially now that, you know, even though. Um, the Dark Empress of the Dark Order. Yeah. I mean, even yeah, that. And then also, even though Brandy is the chief brand is the chief branding officer, like uh, outside of Twitter. <laughs> outside of Twitter and um but you know even though like now that she's had a child and everything and her and Cody are getting settled with the family I'm I'm assuming you know having Amanda will be a lot of help oh yeah for sure and I think the fact of like public I don't want to blame the IWC but definitely her Brandy's perception in IWC is very just bad right now yeah no I agree Uh, so I think just having Amanda on kind of helps that out, especially yeah. if Brandy's part of the influence that turns Cody heel. Oh, yeah. public reception's not going to be good. And if yeah. Brandy's like the face of community outreach, it's going to be like, can I separate the character from the person? Right. Yeah. No, I completely understand what you mean by that. Yeah. Now, especially why I don't like really di- dive into Stephanie McMahon stuff a lot. Right. Right. Now, Seeing as we are on the topic of AEW, there are two specific matches. Well, there is one specific match, actually, I want to talk about. Just because, dear God, it was so amazing. It was everything I wanted. Suzuki and Danielson? Yes! I knew where you were going immediately. So, I guess we can bring up the world title tournament since Danielson, and I was going to bring this up later, but the world title tournament is John Moxley versus Preston Vance. And the winner of that faced the winner of Orange Cassie and Hobbs, faced the winner of Rhodes and Danielson, faces two people that will never leave each other's bedside in Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer. Obviously, especially after the fact he went from fighting Minoru Suzuki on 48 hours notice, to say the least, and then fighting Bobby Fish 24 hours later. Obviously, we know who's getting the first shot after full gear. Just off those eight. No, obviously the tournament's going to go to Danielson. And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it. He's been getting, he's been getting put in some really difficult matches, and he's been winning. Yeah. So, the only one like, he didn't win was a draw because yeah, it had one, to be a draw. Yeah, because it went to the 30-minute time limit. So, I mean, I definitely see – if Hangman does not take the, does not take the title off of uh, Kenny at – Oh, he's here, going to. There's no doubt. He's going to. There's no doubt. Oh, he's going Um. I feel like now that they have the story, they could, but is my only question for you guys, and I'm going to pull the room, is who's more over, Hangman, Brian, or Punk? Granted, (laughs) CM Punk got, may get the backlash because his wife is working with a racist. And for those that don't know what I've been talking about, listen to one of our last two weeks. I'm talking about AJ Mendez and Tessa Blanchard in WoW. Ah, uh, like are they working like as like a tag team or? No, AJ's EP and Tessa's 
had a casting and one of their top heels. <coughs> I think that cough was actually warranted into it. Thanks, Eric. But you're all right. What happened? I think you coughed and actually like summed up everybody saw it was like, oh God. Yeah, pretty much. The thing is, is that because I don't think you've touched I, I, I on it on know. here, have you? Uh-huh. I don't think you've touched on it on here since uh Tessa got re- resurfaced. I haven't really, no. Um and I already know that I'm probably gonna get some I'm probably gonna get some some backlash for what I'm about to say, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean the thing is is that like, you know, obviously racist allegations are serious. Like if she was actually being racist towards someone and doing all that, I mean by all means she should not be in another work environment. But the thing, the fact of the matter is, is that, I mean, it's all he say, she say. There is no video evidence. There is no photographic evidence of messages or like showing that, you know, she did physically spit on someone. And like, you know, nobody's even physically talked to her about it. So my thing is, is that I feel like maybe if somebody like Chris Valiant or like Van Vliet or uh, Chris Van Vliet or SRS. Yeah, if one of them was to maybe sit her down and, like, actually have, like, a one-on-one, like, interview with her about it, we'd probably be able to get a little bit more in-depth on what's going on. Because the thing is, is I hate to say this, but, I mean, stories nowadays happen to be – when you just take it from one side, well, that's really all you're going to get is the one side of the story. Like, you're right. not going to get the full story. And the thing is, is that nowadays people like to take that one side of the story and turn it into fact. And that's kind of a problem because the thing is, is that just based off of that one fact – it's like now that person can't find work. Now, when it's a situation like Marty Skrull, that's a little bit more serious because it's like you're getting accused of getting a 16-year-old drunk and then playing with her. Like, no, you don't do Yo, that. Yo, I did not know that's why he got canned from ROH. Yeah, that's why he got canned is because he got because he had the same allegations that he was part of that whole speak out movement. Yo, no wonder him and De- Now it's those gaps are why, like, I didn't realize why him and Deanna broke up or the fact he left ROH. Thank you for yeah, no, those gaps, why, like, but wow. Yeah, and that's why no promotion will touch him. That's why everybody was shocked that he got that he got booked out in Puerto Rico, but then everybody found out that the only reason why he's going to that booking is because of the fact that it was a booking from like about two years ago before, before COVID hit. So they're kind of just sticking to the obligation. Wow. Where even in my case, I'm like, well, yeah, but if somebody was getting those types of allegations, I wouldn't exactly want them in my promotion. Yeah, and I think we've that's touched on it. You- you know, hence why he hasn't been anywhere near AEW. Oh yeah, he yeah, he will not, especially <laughs> like, with freaking Matt Hardy's kids and oh, the yeah. Huber family there. No, he will not be. Near I mean, AEW. just alone. I mean, I mean, just alone. Two of the EVPs, Nick and Matt Jackson, who yes, they have a very close relationship with him, but they're also two very good Christian boys and both have families. So it's like, oh yeah, that kind of like hits them close. Like, legit, Nick and Matt both took time off, and Hangman, too, to be fathers from exactly. AEW last year. Hang- like, Hangman like just Hangman got back from that. having his first child. That's why yeah. he was making the joke about, I just I just used up all my PTO and I'm back. I'm like, bro, I just, you just had a do- You just had a son. <laughs> like, it's yeah, cool. like, come on. It's cool, man. Like, yeah. And then even and like honestly, in the question of which one of them is more over, I just have two words, and I already know you're gonna tell me no swearing. Cowboy shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the only way we could even describe that. So, like know. literally, it's just. I mean, the thing that is, is that 
Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. CM Punk is still super over with everybody, and everybody and their mother is happy as heck that he is back in wrestling. But the thing is, is that the one chant that has stuck out since Hangman's been gone is cowboy shit. And I've never seen it in his since... No, it's been since he had the feud with Pac, which is his first feud in AEW. Yeah, exactly. That they like, recircled that back to in the latter match. Yeah, like that has literally stuck to him since he started. So like, I definitely would say out of all three of them, Hangman is probably the most over. And I really would like to see him take the title off of Kenny. I really would. Just because, I mean, I'm not saying like this whole title reign with Kenny is like getting boring because it's not. It's just if there's somebody to take it off of him, I want to see Hangman do it. How much more can you like string on to the Hangman story? Exactly. It's like it's gotten to the point like the Dark Order Tin Man was to write him Tin Man in the subsequent beating like the week after was to write him off to go be a dad. Yeah. Now that the Dark Order's like pieced themselves together and Hangman is in route for the match with Kenny, just pull the trigger like if he loses, and this has been since, was it the, it was the G1 or, yeah, it was G1 2018 was the first time Hangman and Kenny went one-on-one. Hangman's never beaten Kenny in a one-on-one. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, give him the win. Yeah, give him the win. But you know yeah. who, like, surprisingly got a win in his first match. And we're still in our oh. mainstream topics, by the way. Surprisingly got a win in his first match. And it was more time than an entire tournament. Junior Dos Santos traded the MMA gloves for a pair of wrestling boots and a six-man tag with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus the Inner Circle last week on Dynamite. Yeah, he got the win and put through a table. Yep. And uh, quite honestly, took the table spot better than most wrestlers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dude, like literally. And it was a simple Uranagi. Yeah, and he made it look beautiful. Oh, yeah. Like and that was Masvidal awesome. still got them running news. Oh yeah, like I'm excited to see Ma- I'm excited to see Masvidal get in the ring. Uh, will Dana let him? Because I know I he's because he's still under a UFC contract. Junior's not. Yeah, that's the only we'll thing. See. Like Masvidal's a top five welterweight. Junior's out the UFC after his last four knockouts since 2019, and is trying to get into boxing. Yeah, but we'll see. Here's the caveat, but, and I want to yeah. talk on this, and I want to pull you guys on this. Junior Dos Santos was only legal in the match without the table spot and the usual heel tactics for any tag match for two and a half, 215. The average of the entire Queen's Crown tournament, and I know this is going to come out, we're doing this before the final, the average was like 230. With the table bump and the illegal tactics, you know Junior was involved in the match for more than three minutes. He was involved longer than the longest than the longest Queen's Crown tournament match. Yeah, at 246. Yeah, no. well, I mean, I can tell you right now, that entire tournament's a freaking joke. Oh, we talked about it last week. Like, the entire, like, honestly, like, they've turned the King of the Ring and Queen's Crown tournaments into, into jokes. I I agree. And I they mean, better crown I Woods. I know. I mean, oh, no, I'm going to be, yeah, no, they better give Woods the crown. They better do it. Because it's like, look, you've given Kofi the push. You're currently giving Biggie the push. It's his. Now give him the push. Legit, they will. If you want people to basically turn like they did on Seth on a booking decision, put the crown on Finn. If you want them to turn more than they did on Seth for a heel turn, put the crown on Finn. Oh, yeah. 
because Finn's already been showing signs of heel, signs of a heel turn. Oh yeah. And he like legit, already, they had no choice. Just let him be. Just let him be Prince Devitt, like how he was back in New Japan, and it'd be lovely. Oh yeah, lovely, lovely, be, lovely. He needs to be Prince Devitt, like he was in NXT. Like that version of Prince Devitt that we got in NXT was solid, and then yeah. they turned him back into babyface main roster and gets defeated by cameramen. <laughs> He's defeated by the ring apron. No, nah, it was a cameraman that cut cut the rope at. The demon's rules. one weakness. The demon's one weakness. Bro, tell the story. Bro, tell the story right. Tell the story right. It was uh, God turning heel on the demon. God turning no, heel on the demon. Don't be Pat McAfee right now. What happened? What tell the story happened? right. Tell the story right. Do I look like Michael Cole? I'm gonna tell you what really happened. You see, if you would have just prayed to Jesus. <laughs> do I look like Michael Cole? I'm gonna tell you what really happened and what they tried to do. I mean, even though they're not gonna show the camera of the guy cutting the rope, yeah, show the camera. We all know what they <laughs> tried to pull off because the clip like surfaced. Like you can straight up see the cameraman just going doink. Yep, and then like that entire rope, and I'm like, wait, because it made no sense. And we did the weight comparison on here after that happened. You had Biggie and Bobby. We're still trying to figure that out, and then the story came out like a few days later. I'm like, bruh, no. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, well, while watching, while while we're watching, we're thinking, oh shit, oh shit, he's about to actually take off the Universal Championship, and then that happens, and you're just like, I, I had a feeling about that, and then I had to remember, oh yeah, they booked Brock and Roman, they yeah. booked Brock and Roman with Heyman. I'm like, yeah, yeah they're not the giving time, it to Finn. Yeah, and the last time they had Brock versus Finn, they fucking had Brock squash him. Like anybody that is not top tier is gonna get be in a squash match with Brock. Like Drew yeah, was basically in a squash match with Brock. Yeah, I fucking hate how they treat uh how they treat Ricochet. Oh, we're gonna move on before I get angry going into Crown Jewel. But speaking of going back to boxing, Clarissa Shields had to pull out of her next PFL fight due to family issues, and then Candace Parker is the WNBA's version of Tom Brady, and then. Those regards, congrats to the Chicago Sky on winning the WNBA champion world title. Nuts, huh? Really is. Yeah, that Candace Parker, like I said, pulled a Tom Brady. Top, top talent in the league, like essentially A1. And then, whoop, I'm just going to leave. But, oh, wait, I'm taking a world title with me to the other city. I'm like, wait. Okay. So, yeah. And then... On top of that, at, to get a little bit back into wrestling, which, oh, baby, I got to touch on this. Why are FTR the new AAA Tag Team Champions? Oh, dear legit, God. Um, okay, so I'm just going to say. I'm going to say, I'm, before you hop in, because I know you want to say something, and I might say touch on this. AAA's top three champions are not contracted to AAA. Kenny's been yeah, the AAA world champion. For the last two years, Deanna since Triple Mania has been the Reina de Orias, and FTR won the tag belts Saturday. Unless this leads to a title versus title match at full gear with the Lucha Bros, and the Lucha Bros end up with the titles again, what is Triple A doing with this partnership? Like, this is the exact reason why Impact and their partnership is not liked right now. 
yeah, honestly, I have no idea what the heck's going on right now. Um, it confused the heck out of me. The only thing I can think of is that it's a troll just because of the fact that FTR talks the most crap about lucha, about luchadors and all that stuff. So, like, that was so kind of why the do it on, on Dynamite, that, not during a AAA? Yeah, I didn't understand that either. I'm just like, why are you switching the titles to them, like, on a Dynamite? I mean, if it ended up being, like, who we thought it was going to be, like, Vikingo and Laredo Kid or those other two, like, if it was one of them, like, okay, cool. That would have made sense. At least now we know a AAA contracted tag team has the titles. But, no, we're going to hand them over to FTR. You know, the team that has nothing to do with luchadors. Literally, they are nothing but southpaw back, backyard wrestlers. Exactly. But there's a question. Where does this go to? I mean, do we get another match for this time with the AEW tag titles? At I full honestly, gear? It needs to be a title for title at full gear. And if it's not, oh, boy. That's probably what this is going to be building up to, is a title for title at full gear between the Lucha Bros, and uh, FTR. FTR. That's probably what's going to end up. I mean, that's probably what's going to end up happening. I mean, literally, think about it. You got two storylines going here. You got Andrade trying to get uh, Rafis and Penta on his side, but they saying no. And then now you got another. I got you got a tag team rivalry going on with the Lucha Brothers and FTR, aka the Pinnacle. Okay, well, see, now, now I'm gonna say this. It's like, wait a minute, so now Andrade is in cahoots with FDR. Does that mean Andrade is in cahoots with Pinnacle? That was my exact thing, because who pulled... Because I know Tully was told, roasted Conan. Um, here's the biggest part about this. I thought Inner Circle Pinnacle was over. Is some weird way, like, Tully is still trying to screw over Conan? I mean, that's... I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's kind of what it's trying to build up to. Like, trying to build up to, like, a thing between Tully and Conan, too. Again? And... I mean, maybe then also, because think about this too. Um, if he is doing that, then this just got me thinking. If he is doing that to where he's trying to fuck around with Conan, then he might also be trying. Then he then it might turn into a thing where um, what's it called? Where they try to have like a ma or maybe not title for title at full gear, and it's just for the AEW tag titles, and then they try to win them back, and it doesn't work out, and then they like jump them somehow, or blah 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 blah. And then Proud and Powerful come out of nowhere. Nah, Proud and Powerful is feuding with back in the inner circle and the inner circle versus ATC. Oh, yeah. So that's the program, and it's probably going to be a massive 10-man of some sort. Hopefully not the uh, blood and guts, because I'd rather not see Jericho get yeet into cardboard again. Right? Oof. Yeah. All right. So... Let's talk a little on Bound for Glory. So with that being said, let's start with these predictions, shall we? Let's get it. We <laughs> obviously know who's going to be the TV, TBD just by the storyline. But as of right now, before the last impact, because we are recording this earlier in the day, it's Heath and TBD versus a weird combo of Joe Doring, Cody Diener, and Eric Young, which has Eric Young been cleared yet? I do not know about that. I have not looked into it. Okay, but we I all can't. know by the story, it's going to be Heath and Rhino versus VBD. Probably, since like Heath is right now going after VBD like to redeem his friend. To save his friend from a cult leader. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm going to save the biggest matches for later, but now we've got the Call Your Shot Gauntlet, aka Money in the Bank for one of the Money in the Bank options for Impact. 
correct. And this is how we ended up in this whole Heath and uh, violent bio design mess outside yeah. of an injury of Rich Swan, Brian Myers, Moose, W. Morrissey, who I believe is entering last after last week, Chris Sabian, Sabin, and somebody else to be announced. Honestly, I'd say just strap the rocket the Moose. Yeah, I'd say I'd say give it to Moose because he's overdue with getting a world title. Oh like, he, yeah. He's way overdue with winning that world title. He should have honestly taken it off of fucking Kenny, but then they wanted to give it to Christian instead. So uh, uh, no, I feel like the moment of getting the title back on impact is a big a bound for glory thing. Cause was against all odds a impact special? Yeah. Or was yeah, it an next- impact special? Yeah, that's why you knew it wasn't going on a uh, on Moose because I feel like the title finally coming back to Impact, just like the title getting off Kenny, has to be like a massive pay per view deal. And yeah, that was and against all odds, I'm sorry, was not a massive pay per view. The only thing different was they tried to incorporate the Slammiversary angle of Sammy Callahan to set up that match using this one and put the t- match in Jacksonville rather than Nashville, so Callahan had less of a reason before he did to show up right no i get what you mean so obviously we're going heath and tbd and then i've got moose eric i'm guessing you got moose who you got Trico? yeah I got uh, moose. for the heat match i'm going with heath and tbd uh, for that one and then for the uh, car shot gauntlet match i'm going with w uh I, i'm going with w morrissey on this one i mean yeah he's got last okay and now impact's bringing a sec another mid-card title which their history of mid-card titles Okay, Let's move part, on. Okay, the part. Okay, wait, hang on. No, we're gonna talk about this for a second. Um, freaking, I don't understand it. Like, okay, first off, it looks like a bootleg version of the AEW World Title, and then two, like, it's between males and females, so it's a digital media intergender intergender. Yeah, digital media intergender title. And the match isn't even fully confirmed. <laughs> the match isn't confirmed fully by the time wise we're recording. It may get fully. Obviously, the two matches to finish out the field are going to get determined on impact this week because Bound for Glory is Saturday. But we got John Stryker, Crazy Steve, Falabad, Jordan Grace, and the winners of Chelsea Green and Madison and Alicia and Tennille. Yeah some reason and some odd reason out of this entire field just because of who she's who gave her who made her a mother i'm going to alicia edwards <laughs> her um, last name is why i say it's going to her i personally could also see it going to chelsea green just because she's also just as just as twisted and psychotic um if I definitely this match going... wasn't was a no dq match i don't know if it's going to be DQ or no DQ? If it's no DQ, then it's probably going to go to Alicia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like you said, based off last name alone. And for those that don't know, her husband is Eddie Edwards. AKA a psychotic person who likes whacking people with a kendo stick for fun. I mean, he became that way because of Sammy Callahan and a stinking bat to the face. Yeah, now him and, fr- yeah, now him and Callahan are friends. Until Sammy broke his ankle. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Impact storylines, man. Trico, who you got? Chelsea Green. All right. And yeah, I'm going to save the stuff involving the world title for last. Let's talk about the two most interesting matches on the card and knockouts title match. Eric, let it rip. You Thank first. Thank you, James. This is Deanna Perrazzo. I said knockouts tag title match. Oh, knockouts tag title match. Okay, what in the world? Okay, is it like a new thing with Impact Wrestling where it's like, oh, you're a former WWE person. Here, I'm going to sign you to a contract and part of that little clause right there says that you automatically get a title shot. <laughs> 
Oh like, my. seriously, like, okay, like Eric Young, I kind of understand that a little bit more because you he know, is he an, an impact for quite he's some an impact OG. Yeah, he's an impact OG. So him getting it right when he came back, okay, cool. Even though you guys wasted that entire world title world title thing into a bullshit two month reign, whatever. But like, it turned into BBD, so I'm not mad. They have literally never had a single match in Impact, and you're giving their first match as a knockout tag title match. I swear to God, if they win that match, I'm going to riot. And Nothing against it. those two. Nothing against Jessica McKay or Cassie Lee, especially the fact that since Cassie Lee is trained by her husband, Sean Spears. But I don't think it's fair that you are bringing them in immediately and giving them a title shot automatic as soon as they come in. Legit, Cassie hasn't a ma- had a match since J- March. And then if you even scroll back even further, one second, Jess has not had a match since April. Yeah. And it, and it was Mania since Jessie at the her last match, teaming with not Cassie, with Carmella. And then Peyton her, and then Cassie, it's gonna get confusing. Yeah. And to where even the fact like they could easily go in. Everybody thought they were going to AEW because as you said, her husband is one-fifth of the pinnacle, and even though Tony Schiavone wants him dead, the leader of that faction is the most overheel in that company. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, of course I'm referencing MJF, because Tony... Yeah. Tony no, Schiavone gets bloodthirsty. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, even if Ross's flout told him straight to his face in an interview, I think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> JR said that. Oh, yeah, I think that was an AEW interview. That was during an AEW. That was during an AEW interview. He literally looked at him. He's like, and to be quite honest, I think you're a piece of shit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh. I love JR. Oh, Good man. JR with no filter. <laughs> JR and Shivani. Like, <laughs> Shivani wanted to see MJF get cracked upside down with a bat last week. Dude, I'm just waiting. Dude, I'm just waiting for to- for the Tony Shivani Adam Cole feud. Nah, it already started like the day Shivani got on there. And did you see the unrestricted after like All Out? Did you listen? Yeah. To that? Oh my yeah, goodness. No, the second to- the second Shivani reference to Adam Cole, I'm like, I'm gonna choke that little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> like, bruh. No, I freaking love it. Like, I honestly love like how even outside, like they still act like they have the. Tough point, because Adam Cole is legit on AEW games with Uno right now. Yeah, which I'm sure that's another thing Cole loves, that he's not being told that he can't use a third-party site. Oh, yeah, because he even said in interviews, like, his Twitch is legit, like, because his community and how close, like, a lot of them are, and I'm a part, I do, like, look at his streams from time to time. It's not wrestling, but it's just games, and they just have a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I didn't really understand when Vince was doing all that. I also thought it was hilarious with how Brody, with how Brody uh, made a joke about it in one of the uh, BTE videos where when Uno you know, was, like, uh, watching stuff on Twitch, and he's like, where are you doing? I'm on Twitch. That's it! No more third-party affiliates! Oh, man, that was one of the original Dark Order skits. I love it. But, um, yeah, so, Trico, I think you and me both are in agreement because there is really nobody for nobody in that tag division outside of maybe Ta- not even uh, Tasha and Savannah because I think Tasha's going to be one of the next ones to take the title off Deanna with another turn. Um, yeah, I'm going probably. inspiration. I don't yeah, know who's going to win that one. That, that, one, that one's literally a toss-up. That one's a literally a toss-up. Decay or uh, inspiration well yeah one that's kind of a little bit more certain within the women but also the winner this goes against mercedes martinez for the knockouts singles title mickey james versus diana prarazzo and diana 
husband, channeling her inner Arn Anderson and Goldberg throughout the feud since Slammiversary and getting kicked in the face. She legit yep. went to her house and said, I'm gonna effing kill you, Mickey. So yep, who that. do you guys have? Um, honestly, that's the toss up for me. Like that's the one I'm not really 100% sure on who it's gonna go to. Just cause I'd be happy with either with either or because Diana's a really good wrestler. She has a really good she has a really good move set, and obviously she has a bit of a violent side. Um, I will and- say this though, Diana, if she beats Mickey, and depending on when they do this Mercedes Martinez match next month, she becomes the longest reigning knockouts champion if she makes it past thanksgiving yeah. so does that influence your decision um still honestly it's a toss-up just because of the fact that i mean mickey's also an impact og so oh I mean, yeah her alexis lorraine gimmick was a part of the gathering with punk back in the day yeah so i mean she was kind of so she's an impact og so i mean the fact of the matter is, is that i wouldn't really be all that surprised or upset if it went on to her because it wouldn't really feel like something that's like just being thrown onto her you know so i mean we saw it in with this next match of and the last two matches do involve option c and for those that don't know from previous episodes option c you cash in the x division title for a world title shot and obviously with that being said now we have a vacant x division championship three-way between the third member of msk trey miguel diana's hubby steve steve macklin and then something that we could see all over again that we've seen throughout the entire g1 el fantasma and what i mean by that is bullet club just looking out for one person and jumping everybody so who do you guys have personally this one's a toss-up for me I see it going, I could see it going, yeah, honestly, same toss-up, just because I could see it going to any of them, because Steve Macklin has power, um, while then Al Fantasmo overall is a good wrestler and has Bullet Club. And, and then, a freaking you know, loaded boot that he wants to lie about. Yeah, and then, I mean, with Trey Miguel, it's just a matter, it's just, it's about fucking time he got a title. Period. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it's a toss-up between all three of them. I'm leaning more so between El Fantasmo and um, Trey Miguel, only because Steve Macklin hasn't really been there that long. Yeah. And he can so, eat a pen. Yeah. But, and honestly, I would like to see it get on Trey Miguel, but then I also see, I could also see Bullet Club getting involved and then allowing El Fantasmo to run away with it. They try to do the same with Kenta against Abushi to make sure that Kenta was the one to get the A block and it failed. So, yeah. Granted, I could see El Fantasmo because Hikaleo's been there. Jay's still floating around stateside, right. which is yeah. a big thing. I could easily see that happening. But yeah. I... And who else? Um, and Steve Mac, Steve Macklin, El Fantasmo, and uh, but I'm saying who else in Bullet Club stateside? Oh, other than Jay, yeah, Chris Bay, but Chris Bay's been wanting that X Division title again since he lost it. Yeah, but but I I am gonna go with Trey Miguel. Yeah. I'm hoping it goes, honestly, like I said, I'm hoping it goes to Trey. And because of, and finally, before we go to break, because of option C, we have Christian Cage versus the man that cashed in option C at the end of the last pay-per-view, Josh Alexander. Two, three generations, matter of fact, not just two, and two generations of impact. Yeah. Who do y'all have? Oh, Josh Alexander. Yeah, yeah he's the one to lead yeah, the, uh, to lead the company. And Trico, you didn't put in who you think's winning the division title, but my bad. Oh, uh, I feel that's a that's another toss up, but I'm gonna go go with Trey. 
All right. And- um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Josh Alexander, too. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like Christian, but, I mean, I think it's time to take the title off of him and for him to focus more on the AEW again. And It's time they get that title back. Don't end up yeah, like with a AAA put- situation. Yeah, with the AAA situation, it's time to get the title back on somebody that is in impact. And also, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that, like, Josh already has, like, a good story built for himself just because, you know, hardworking man- – hardworking, hardworking guy now just going full-time wrestler and like now it's time for him to be pushed because like I mean, I don't know how much you guys know about his backstory, but like even while working for Impact, he's been having to uh, you know, go back, he's been having to still fly back by a certain time back home because he still works full-time as a contract, as a construction worker so he was still, you know, flying back and forth between Impact and his indie shows to get back home so that then he could be home by like 5, 6 in the morning so that then he could get to work so yeah, that's just that, crazy. Since, yeah, so since the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, now he just recently has been able to quit that and, like, now has actually gone full-time with wrestling, I think now they're actually going to pull the trigger and push him. Yeah, and I think if they don't, who is even going to be able to get the title back in Impact and it be, like, massive, you know? Because they yeah. put Swan essentially back into, like, the tag team division. And uh-huh. then Moose, if he doesn't win Call Your Shot, then I'm like, where's Moose even going at this point? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. But with that being said, we still got one more show, but until the preview, but until then, we'll see you on five. Uber Eats is known for having hot food online, but launching in April, groceries will be added within the app. By adding grocery and convenience stores, they can reach more people who don't want to go out or don't have time to shop. Uber Eats helps out the stores by giving them more visibility and a solid customer base. You can download the Uber Eats app, enter your address, and you will see numerous grocery stores and chains. For an added bonus, several stores have free delivery and discount codes on special items. Let's go shop! And just like that, we are back and man this episode's been crazy huh trico oh definitely uh yeah i didn't think we were gonna get into an injury discussion and but yeah eric this has been wild hasn't it yeah it has been pretty wild and we still got one more one more prediction and then we're going to get into some actually positive news but let's talk about halloween havoc next week with all these spin the wheel make the deal man they need why they call up shotzi that's what i'm saying it's like why the why in the world are you using la night for this <laughs> i know right because well, they're trying to make la night a big thing you're trying to this yeah but to, this type of event is meant for shotzi yeah like literally she, she's been doing a 31 days 31 movies of halloween Halloween horror movie nights all month on her IG. Yeah, she does that every year. Yeah, she's been doing it, and I just realized it this year, and I'm like, bruh, like, her entire character is meant for to be showcased this month, and, like, nope, we gotta bring out Mansoor. So, let's talk about this, and the opening opening match is gonna... Go ahead. (laughs) I didn't mean to interrupt, but, like, I mean, well, when you have Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard running it now instead of Triple H, this is kind of what you get stuck with. Um, that's why NXT's been messed up ever since, like, Mania. 
I'm well, sorry. Duh, because Vince McMahon is, oh, I love my big, beefy, sweaty man. No, like 2.0 didn't take an effect till after SummerSlam. It got messed up after Mania because of all the call-ups he was secretly trying to call up after Mania. Yeah. But so the third Uso is debuting next week. We obviously know he's winning because he's an Uso. He, enough said. <laughs> obviously, an Uso isn't going to take a loss on his on his opening bout. And with his brothers, legit in Saudi right now, getting ready to fight the hurt business. But like, so the first spin the wheel, make the deal. In this title match is for the NXT tag titles, MSK versus Imperium. I don't want to talk about the speculation behind MSK's like negative crowd reaction because I heard about that and I don't want to talk about that on here unless stuff gets proven factual. But who do y'all have? Um, I got MSK. I'm thinking and still Trico. Mm-hmm. That's a toss up, but um, I'm about to go with MSK. And if they do another match again, where I don't know when the, when it's going to be the next takeover, but um, they Survivor that, Series probably. I don't know when, but if they do that at a, uh, another rematch at takeover, then Imperium might take, might get the belts. But it all depends how this match goes. But I'm going with MSK. All right. Yeah, I think it's all MSK because I do feel like it's 2.0, so you got to have the new new blood like takeover. Move on. Yeah. And yeah. this, this match, and I want y'all to really think about this with everybody that's in and with what could happen in this match. This was a, another spin the wheel make the deal that got turned into a scareway to hell NXT women's tag team title ladder match between EO and Zoe versus Indy and Persia versus Toxic Attraction. However... And the clip has circulated of Persia essentially missing her timing on a dive to catch JC from a suicide dive. And JC Jane like face planted into from the second rope into the ground. Yeah. And apparently she passed her CT can, CT scan, excuse me. But obviously clearance is uncertain and it's going to be day by day by doctor's call. Right. And of and course, because EO didn't see the bump and what happened, she just saw like both of them down and just went for the follow up to that spot that they were going for. But it's just bad. Yeah. I don't want for if JC is cleared, I'm going toxic. If JC's not cleared, I am going EO and Zoe. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go the same. Honestly, if she's clear, then I'm going to go with Toxic Attraction. If not, then they'll probably retain. Yeah, because to be honest, they can't jeopardize the next match and put Mandy in it, as it is another spin the wheel, make the deal, so you don't know the stipulation yet for the NXT women's title with Raquel defending against Mandy. Mandy may finally get her first title in WWE and actually win something in WWE. Yeah, I actually could see Mandy going over and winning this. Because she didn't even win her tough enough season. Yeah, I, I definitely see... I like the character that they're building with her now. I definitely can see her, uh, you know, going over and winning. Um, Lay cool 2.0, like 5.0? Yeah. 
that's all it is. Like Lake Cool and the original BPs with Velvet and Angelina were the originals. Now it's just like we have five in wrestling right now running the same gimmick. Pretty much. So Trico, who you got? Rose and uh, Raquel. And did you answer the one regarding Toxic and uh, the Scareway to Hell ladder match? Well, for the ladder match, is either Toxic or Tratchim or the champs are retaining. Oh, yeah. And then for, depends on the outcome outcome of the tag team title match. If Toxic and Tracha wins, then Manny's winning. But if the champs retain, then Raquel's retain. So they all depend. Because, Ooh. I mean, they try to build up Toxic and Tracha as a, a big shot in, in NST. And if um, they get all the gold, then they... Because uh, I don't know if y'all heard this, like, they're trying to build Tasha the Traction as the female version of the Undisputed Era. Oh, God. Why? Stop trying to make carbon copies of other... Okay, my brain I literally just had to say to myself, no swearing. My brain hurts. My brain hurts. Just from even the thought... That's how angry you just made me. I had to tell myself not to swear. Oh, like legit first you try this... to make first you try to make adam cole go bald now this no and now he's trying to make von wagner bobby fish that's never gonna happen legit he is literally teaming having von wagner and kyle riley which i think it was russell talk or fightful that said this two years ago kyle riley would have kicked the crap out of von wagner just for being von wagner seriously and now it's just like, I like you. You're different. I like that. I'm like, bruh, firing, getting rid of, not having Adam Cole resign and firing Bobby, you repackaged Kyle to strip away everything he was even in Ring of Honor. Yeah, this is getting stupid. Bruh, oh. does that remind you of Team Hell No? Does that remind you of Team Hell No? Reminds me of Team Oh No. Move on. They've got too many odd couples in WWE right now. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't get it. Yeah, they've got too many odd couples in WWE right now. Yeah, but anyway. We still got one more match from Halloween Havoc to discuss. And I know you have your opinions on this, Eric, but let's talk about the NXT title. And by the way, Mandy has been involved since the Tough Enough in 2015. I couldn't remember the year. Yeah. But um, NXT Championship, Champa versus Braun Breaker. I'm going and still. And my reason is kind of similar to what you are about to say regarding this match, Eric. And it may be even worse in a worst case of what you're about to say. Because I feel like the one that's going to take the title off Champa is going to be the third Uso. Go ahead. I know where you want to go. I mean, here's my thing. Like, the, the, the problem is with me, right, is that, like, WWE has always wanted to build up on this whole, like, oh, well, you got to work for it. If you want something, you got to work for it. You got to work to get there. Bronson Breaker has been in NXT for a whole three weeks, and he somehow just all of a sudden earned an NXT title shot. Like, because he doesn't give a damn. Like, I understand. Look, I get it. You put the dude over LA Knight on the on his first night on his first night out, which stupid. Why would you do that when LA Knight was in a four way match later that night for the NXT title? You are stupid. Anyway, they tried to get Von Wagner over more. Yeah, and then just like, oh hey, let's just kick this one guy out of the match and just throw a random in, like. Oh, that whole, epi- 
episode in a in a that that episode two point oh confuses me. Yeah, it's just that whole first episode in a whole of two point oh angered me, just because of the fact of the matter being that I'm like, okay, so you got these legitimate guys on your roster that have been wrestlers for upteenth amount of years. And now you're just going to bring a random guy that used to be a Baltimore Raven. And just because of the fact that his last name is Steiner, you're going to push him. I will put this like legit NXT 2.0. And that first and this like first month reminds me of 2k 15. Seriously. And what I mean by that is when a wrestling company, when something gets rebranded, the launch of the reband brand can either really excel, which was what you at THQ to EA UFC did, or you can get a NXT to NXT 2.0 rebranding, which yeah. 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 No, I, I completely get what you're saying. And, but as far as the match goes, yeah, Ciampa's going to retain. Um, I don't see Bronson breaker taking it off of him. If he does, yeah. I'm personally driving. If he does, I'm personally driving to Connecticut and kicking Vince McMahon in the nuts. <laughs> no, you gonna be in Orlando now just because he works. All right, then I'm flying stage. back home for. All right, then I'm flying back home for a weekend and kicking him in the nuts. <laughs> and then I'm gonna wait for Bruce Pritchard to walk in the office. Oh, what's going on here? Boom! And then he's gonna be in the same pain. Trico, who you got? Bruh, I feel like it's gonna be Brian Breaker, and after that, Triple H's NST is dead. I feel if like Brian Bre- I ahead. swear to God. I'm sorry, but if Braun Breaker wins it, I feel like that'll even be a moment where Triple H just walks out, walks out to the fucking ring, and he's just like, "Okay, no, restart the freaking no, we're not doing this right now. Restart the goddamn match." <laughs> we'll see, because even if you listen to any of the transcripts from any of the takeover uh, media calls, like he toes the company line very, very well. And what? And if Braun Breaker wins, watch they rebrand the the NXT titles, all the titles, into rainbow titles. Rainbow. Okay, so we're going to move on to uh, the gaming section before I Um, get angry. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to cut you guys off, but I'm actually getting ready to head myself into work. But I'll allow you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for all that, Eric. And uh, Yeah, yeah, you. You have a good one, man. And uh, you got anything you want to plug? Um, Vince McMahon, I swear to God, if you let Bronze Breaker win next week, just know. I know where the WWE offices are. I went to full sale. <laughs> Trust me. Okay. I don't know how much I can get away with this on here, but legit. So full sale career fair. And WWE was recruiting for all the positions they can't. Yeah, I mean, I, and the funny thing is, is that like back when I was going there, that was like a dream job to most people trying to work for WWE. Now it just makes them look desperate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So have a, all right, Eric, we'll see you later, man. All right. I'll see you guys later. It was good talking with y'all. Fun episode as always. All right. Bye. Bye. And finally, as I was talking with this um, gaming and FGC news. So before we get into it, Valkyrie launcher reflects skin tear skincare routine, which supposedly I don't know how much it is, but it's supposed to reduce blue light pollute blue screen light pollution. And I'm like, okay, like studies are gonna be out and people are gonna say yes or no. Is it a cash grab? I don't know. Is it supposed to do what it's supposed to do? I don't know. So I'm gonna definitely see what happens in the coming months with that, or if it's actually good or what have you. And then finally. 
are you ready? Did you watch G4 back in the day, Trico? Yes. And I know they hyped it up and have been hyping it up since like early last year, but they finally announced the re- renewing launch date, which will be November 16th, 2021. And it is the first time in seven years that that is coming on. So a lot, like, where do we oh, get all oh, the lot? I'm like, where, where's seven years been? <laughs> What is seven years? I know, right? Because yeah. I still remember the OG Attack of the Show and X-Play, which I will say this, for people that want to know where I get a lot of my uh, gaming news from and a lot of my uh, up-to-date stuff, it's been IGN. It was G4 until, obviously, but now it's about to be IGN, G4, PlayStation, etc. Because it's like right fresh and right there and accurate from the sources and mostly the developers. So yeah. Anything you want to plug, Trico? Um, is there other, is there anything that we didn't touch on yet? Did we get a chance to touch on yet? No. We floated around everything. Mm, okay. The only thing I think we didn't float around and touch on, but I don't want to even get on that, is the backstage perception of Charlotte, but it's whatever. Yeah, whatever. And um and I hope we get um, Victoria on here for the freaking Fury and Paul discussion. And then the other. Um, oh, yeah, we didn't. I thought we. Yeah, we did touch on that. The date set for that. But yeah, which is going to wreck my birthday weekend. And I don't want to get a migraine. But yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. You better hope that, that Fury win. Or else you going to have a bad birthday. You going to have a bad. Shut up. <laughs> With that being said, don't forget to follow the podcast on facebook and ig at official rtc podcast and yeah we'll see y'all next week two fingers we out